Buckle up, ladies and gentlemen, because you are listening to Gridiron Guys featuring Taylor and Dom at our sports desk here at CMU Life, the number one sports reporting paper for CMU football in Mount Pleasant. This is Gridiron Guys, the Central Michigan Life's football podcast. My name is Taylor Sormo. Dom, how are you doing today? I'm ready for tomorrow. You're ready for tomorrow. What about Friday? You're ready for Friday. Uh, Friday's coming too, but we got to get through Thanksgiving first. So speaking of Friday, um, we got a lot of football this week. One of maybe the lesser important games, but one that a lot of Chippewa fans will be tuning into is CMU and Eastern Michigan on Friday. Um, let's just get started on that one. Um, it's Senior Day. There's going to be it's the final game of the year. Bonamigo could win seven games in the regular season. Uh, a lot of storylines, but maybe not a lot of people there? No, not a lot of people there at all. I mean, historically, these Black Friday games have been awful um, in terms of attendance for either school, no matter where it's being held. Um, people are just not going to be on campus, and not many people are coming back to watch the game. I think it's also a problem because students, especially people who live in the dorms or the residence halls, as they call it, yep. um, they they had to leave. They have to leave tonight, Wednesday night, I think by 7, and they aren't allowed to move back in until Sunday morning, I believe. Right. So it's kind of a wash for them. Students aren't going to come back, drive a couple hours to go to the game, and then go back home, and then come back to school two days later. It doesn't seem like it's going to work. So you talked to Bonamigo a little bit about that on Monday and Tuesday, and he kind of had some other solutions for this, right? Yeah, he basically said that playing a game on Black Friday when no students are going to be at campus didn't really make sense, and he just sort of off the cuff proposed that uh, perhaps the conference looking at doing something this week of Thanksgiving um, where they play games at a neutral site. So all a mm-hmm. bunch of schools go to a neutral site and you play a couple of games. And maybe, you know, he even went so far as to say maybe the conference incentivizes it in terms of tickets. So if you buy a ticket to the event, then you get to see two or three MAC games that day. But he said he did back off a little bit and say, well, I don't know if it, it would really work logistically. Um, but these Black Friday games definitely aren't, aren't helping anyone's cause. What are the odds that, that something like that ever materializes? I, I couldn't really tell you. I mean, as of right now, uh, the current... Uh, deal with ESPN, the uh, the contract goes until something like 2018, 2019, something yep. like that. So it's still going to be like this for a few years, and uh, unfortunately the member schools are going to have to take it on the chin. Well, one person uh, who's going to definitely be excited for Friday and his family as well is Schaefer Johnson. He's yep. going to be wearing that number 21 Derek Nash jersey for senior day. He's a senior himself. Right. Um, what did he say when you talked to him this week? He seemed really excited. Yeah, he was, and, you know, he was pretty close to Derek Nash. It was obvious that a lot of the guys on the team were, especially some of those that's members of that senior class, the older guys. Um, he said he was shocked when Bonamigo told the team after practice that it would be Schaefer wearing it this week. Um, he said he thought he was getting punked. He was looking around <laughs> for Ashton Kutcher, which I thought was a, a great sound bite. Um, but Schaefer's a nice guy, and he's definitely deserving. There's 13 seniors being honored in Friday's game, but there's actually 15 on the roster. Yeah. Um, we found we talked to um, some people in athletics, and Jesse Kroll is one of them. He's a senior wide receiver, but he may come back. Yeah, that's the deal. His red shirt and his, his NCAA eligibility is a little bit in flux, which, you know, I can only imagine the weapons that Cooper will have next year. Yeah, and then another one is Kenny Rogers, who isn't listed on one of the 13 seniors, but he is, as you, as you talked right. about yesterday a little bit, he is... Um, a senior on the roster, so it looks like he might be coming back too? He might, depending on, I'm not sure, he had to miss some games with injury this year, so I'm not exactly sure uh, if he can qualify for a medical register, but either way, um, he's had a great year. So there's a couple of Mid-American Conference games last night. Um, I missed them, but I I looked back and saw some highlights, and there was some good stuff going on. 
First of all, Northern Illinois losing to Ohio. They, they would have clinched the Mac West for the sixth straight year if they would have won yesterday, but they couldn't pull through. In a sense, you know, I'm almost kind of happy for the Mid American Conference in the West Division that it wasn't NIU, that now Toledo got a chance uh, to go to the MAC championship game and play Bowling Green. I mean, that is infinitely profitable for the MAC. Um, and I think it's way more interesting than just NIU and Bowling Green again, which is, it seems to be almost every year that's, that's the matchup at Ford Field. I mean, if you're the MAC, you want Toledo to keep doing well, right? Because if they win out and they maybe are the highest-ranked non-Power 5 team, they could go to a, a New Year's Bowl, right? It's possible, but, you know, I still think that uh, losing that game at, <clears throat> at home to NIU mm-hmm. really hurts their reputation. Well, speaking of NIU, they're still not out of it. No, that's right. If Toledo loses to Western Michigan at home uh, on Black Friday, which, please, I don't think anybody will be there either. I don't care about the implications of the game. Um, Where is that? Is that in Toledo? That's at Toledo, and NIU, um, if Toledo is to lose that game, NIU will will win the West, and we'll be right back to where we were last year. And if that happens, if Toledo does um, lose, that would make a four-way tie for first place in the MAC. And actually, CMU, assuming that they beat Eastern Michigan, which you never can assume, but but maybe, that would make uh, CMU part of that four-way tie for first. That's it's got to be kind of an accomplishment if you can tie for first in the MAC West, even if you lose the tiebreaker, right? Not really. really? No, you got to go to the MAC championship and win the championship. That's the point of this. I mean, yeah, you can put a notch in your belt or hang a banner and say, yeah, co-MAC West champs, but frankly, it doesn't mean anything. Well, I think it kind of does. I mean, you look at last year. I mean, they haven't been able to play better than five and three in the MAC for how many years now? Is it five or six years? Yeah. And to go six and two, which is would be what they finish if they beat Eastern, that that would be quite an accomplishment, I think. Well, I think you have to beat Eastern. There's no questions asked about that. Um, and then I, I mean, if the team that you beat goes to the MAC West, what does that say about the way that you stacked up against the rest of the conference? That's true. And I think when you look at CMU's schedule this year, it, it seems like every year they lose against one team that's maybe below 500 in the conference, but that didn't really happen this year. Yeah, this is the MAC. You know what I mean? The best team doesn't necessarily win every game. And it's looking like it's very possible that the best team in the MAC West might not win the MAC West. So, yeah, Bowling Green is probably head and shoulders above Ohio, but the way they played against NIU last night, man, let me tell you, it looked pretty darn good. Yeah, I mean, I think NIU was down to their third or fourth string quarterback, and they've been having some injury issues, but still, um, they they still hung in there pretty well. Ohio was able to beat them at NIU, too. Um, So looking at Eastern a little bit, um, we don't want to overlook this too much. We know the team isn't overlooking it. At least that's what they're telling us. Eastern Michigan is 1-10, 0-7 in the MAC. Their their only win was at, at, at Wyoming. On September 12th, 48-29, I don't know. They, they just don't look real good. That was their first road non-conference win since 1989. Yep. Well, what do you make of this Eastern Michigan team, Dom? I still think that they're on the brink of Division One eligibility, and it's not an attendance thing. It's a quality of the program. They've gone through three four head coaches in the last 10 years. I mean, it's just been a real mess there at Eastern Michigan. And, you know, it's it's interesting because, because they're in the state of Michigan – I guess people look at that as a rivalry game. And, yeah, you know, Schaefer Johnson even told us the other day mm-hmm. uh, he was on the sidelines his, you know, his redshirt freshman year when um, Eastern came up to Mount Pleasant and won a game. I mean, it does happen. Um, but, frankly, this ain't the year for EMU. I mean, they're going to go to 1-11. Yeah, I mean, the factory, kind of a cool place to be at. There's No one no one does go there, but you have the gray field. I mean, they, they're trying to spur some excitement up, but – I don't know, there's really not a whole lot to be excited about. You thought the last couple of weeks they played UMass and Miami, both teams that aren't good at all, that Eastern might have had a chance to beat, but they lose to Miami 28-13. to Didn't they get sacked like five or eight times yeah, or something? Then they lose to UMass uh, 28-17, and that was at home for them too. Um, 
you thought maybe with, with that one win in the second week of the season that Eastern might be have a couple wins, maybe start rebuilding a little bit, but not so now, right? Well, and their schedule really wasn't that bad. I mean, it, it did get pretty rough there against the West. We need, they had to go Toledo, NIU, and Western back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, but almost every team in the MAC West has to go through a stretch like that. Mm-hmm. Their toughest non-conference game was against LSU, and they obviously... They hung in there, though, the first there, half, right? It, that was kind of a thing where I really feel like LSU was just kind of... At any given point in time, we could have just blowed right past them, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so now this, you know, as Bonamigo said earlier this week, this last game of the year against Central Michigan, there's not much else to play for. So they got nothing to lose, and it'd be interesting to see how they come out. I'm sure they'd love to beat their their rival. I mean, I don't know if Eastern even has a rival. But you look at the scores of these games, and it's really not the offense that's given them problems. I mean, they scored, what, like 34, 29, 36, 28, 20. Like, they don't seem to be doing terrible on offense. It's really the defense, though. Yeah, they've given up 58 twice. 58 to Army, 58 to Western Michigan. Granted, Tim, you gave up 41 to Western Michigan, but I don't know, there's a little bit of a different animal there. I don't know. I just You look at the, the, the rankings for where Eastern stands in the MAC. Um, they're last in scoring defense, 122nd in the country. Uh, rushing defense, they're dead last, 127th in the country. They allow 329 rushing yards per game. She kind of brings it up. Maybe this is the time CMU finally gets a rushing game going? Possibly, but, you know, at this point in the season, it's so far late for that. I mean, yeah, you want to get some momentum heading into the bowl game, but ultimately they're not going to win a bowl game or this game with the run game. They're going to have to rely on the Armour Cooper rush mm-hmm. and the solidity of their defense. I think you look at the Eastern Michigan game last year, which was at the beginning of November. Um, Central was actually able to run on them very well. I think Martez Walker... And um, Devon Spalding, I think both had really good running days. It's probably the best um, rushing game they've had the last time they've really had success in the run game. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can only hope for CMU that they can bring that out again this this Saturday. And just looking at the turnover margin, they're minus 13 East, Eastern is, 122nd in the country. The ter- time of possession there, they're really poor in that too. It's like, it just seems like really rough. The only good thing which they're actually 15th in the country, first in the MAC. Well, what do you think it is, Dom? I don't know. First in the MAC, Eastern Michigan, passing yards allowed. Huh. Which is kind of crazy, thinking, like, looking at them giving up 58 points a game for uh, some of these games and stuff. I guess they just must be so far behind that teams stop passing the ball, right? Right, that's got to be it. I mean, it's it's you look at the numbers and it all makes sense. Eastern Michigan just isn't very good. So at what point does CMU maybe start turning it down in this game and, and start just kind of running out the clock and maybe go into uh, maybe even backup quarterback, do you think? I, I doubt it. I mean, they're going to want to pad the stats as much as they can, I'm sure, and uh, keep them, the momentum rolling into a potential bowl game. Here's a stat for you. If CMU, Cooper Rush, if he has 360 passing yards on Friday, he will become the all-time leader um, for a single-season um, passer in program history, passing Dan Lefevre's best year for a single season. What do you make of that? Uh, Cooper Rush has had statistically one of the best years of any Central Michigan quarterback ever. Um, another interesting stat is that if CMU wins on Friday, which they should, yeah. um, Coach Bonamigo will be the third, or I'm sorry, the fourth, uh, CMU head coach to have a winning season in his first year. Dramedy, Dick Flynn, and Butch Jones yep. were the three others. And that's since they joined Division One, I, I think, in, in 75 or so. Yeah. yeah. So that's an interesting one, too. I don't know if Cooper's going to get 360 yards. I mean, you look at... It could they, happen. I mean, they, they've only given up 184 average a game just because teams are just running it all over Eastern Michigan. But you never know with Cooper Rush. I mean, he's had some pretty solid games. I mean, you look at his stats and, like, Last week he had 337 yards. Before that it was 349, 
226, 316, 313, 321. So five out of his last six games have been 300 yards or more. Um, you have to be impressed with that. And, and he hasn't thrown multiple picks in a game all season. Um, so that's pretty encouraging as well. Um, maybe what's something that you want to see out of this Chippewa team? Obviously, you want to see a win, but maybe something you want to see to give them some momentum going into the bowl season. They can do what they do well consistently. I mean, they got to have something to hang their hat on so that when they go into a bowl match, it says, okay, this is what we're going to be able to do and this is what we got to get better at. But you have to know what you do well first before you can start to fix things. That's interesting. Bonamigo mentioned that maybe the best part about being bowl eligible isn't um, – necessarily going to the bowl game but that time leading up to it right exactly you just sort of a sort of a new training camp that starts and you get to just sort of really fine-tune things and prepare for one game i mean actually you get almost like a whole extra month right that's right well depending on when your bowl game is it'll it'll be a nice rest yeah and you see how much time like an extra month on the field whereas teams like eastern michigan won't have that you think that's got to be a major advantage heading into next season especially with a lot of these guys coming back it can be depending on who gets hurt and what goes on over the course of the next month and a half but um, I, I expect CMU to get into a pretty decent bowl game and hopefully uh, hopefully win. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to find out a little bit more about that. There's six bowl games the Chippewas could go to. Um, I think we find out uh, that Sunday, I think it's December 6th or 7th. 6th, so, yeah. um, we'll, we'll find out then, I think, where the Chippewas are going. If they win at Eastern on, or against Eastern on Friday, it'll definitely um, it'll be hard to turn down the Chippewas at 7-5. and five. So That game is Friday at 1 p.m. on ESPN3. Um, we'll be doing all kinds of stuff. Um, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, all those things. But, Dom, um, what do you think the final score is going to be? Give me a prediction. Jeez, I really think they should run it up. I think it should be CMU 48, Eastern 13. Okay, I think it's going to be something like that, too. I, th- I forget exactly what I, I predicted. Um, you guys can check CM Life, cm-life.com for that. We'll be posting our, our staff predictions out there. All five of us picked Central by at least two touchdowns. I can guarantee that much. Yep. Um, I think it's, it's not going to be that close of a game, and if it is... Um, the Chippewa shouldn't be happy, I think. No, yeah. And uh, a bonus one, Dom. I want your prediction for Western Michigan-Toledo. Wow. Um, I really do think that Toledo's going to win that game, and I think it's because the team that always has the door open for it at the last second, it plays way more desperate because they have sort of tasted defeat. They've tasted, mm-hmm. you know, what it could be like. I mean, they they have an opportunity now to do something that almost no Mac West team has done, and that's, you know, consistently rank among the top teams in college football, the top 30, if you will, um, and now possibly get to a new, new Year's Six Bowl. Yeah, there's, there's a great gif that Mac, or the Mac put out yesterday on Twitter, and I think it was some from the office where they, everyone, they're like, stay calm, stay calm, and, right. and that was Toledo fans yesterday, they're like, all right, hold on, we're back in this thing, right. let's not screw it up against Western Michigan. Right. And, you know, Western will be trying to end their season on a strong point after what really ended up being kind of a disappointing year for them. Yeah, I mean, they were rolling, they were leading the MAC West, and all of a sudden they lose to Bowling Green, they lose to NIU, and they're out of it all of a sudden. Yeah, it really, it, it was crazy. That Western team that lost to, that, sorry, that beat CMU um, is much different than the one that lost to NIU last week. Yeah, well, if Western does beat Toledo, they'll be part of that four-way tie as well for the MAC West yep. Championship, which I don't know if that's ever happened before. That That's just kind of crazy. I'm sure it has happened before, but it's been a long time. Yeah, definitely interesting. All right, so you, you're picking Toledo, though. I am. I th- yeah, they're already 24 in the in the rankings right now, so that that'll be an interesting one to see. Uh, we'll definitely be following that one on Friday as well as following this CMU Eastern game. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of stuff going on. Uh, make sure you you follow us on the CM Life Sports account on Twitter. Like I said, we have Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. We'll hopefully be doing some periscopes um, during the game, pregame, halftime, postgame, and all that. Um, so even if you're not going to be able to be there on Friday, which, we'll be there. Which, which most people won't, we will be there. We'll have a couple of photographers there. 
There'll be three of us, actually. Uh, our One of our uh, beat writers, Evan Shishel, it's his first football game covering for CM Life, so <laughs> it'll be exciting to see how how, uh, how he does. I'm sure he'll be he'll be pumped up. So uh, I think that's it for now. Uh, this is Dominic Mastrangelo. I'm Taylor DeSormo, and enjoy the game on Friday.